Hey guys, welcome back to Tap That AZ Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. Tap That AZ, as always, is part of the Hopped Up Network, hoppedupnetwork.com. It is a group of independent craft beer podcasts focused on expanding the knowledge and awesomeness of craft beer. So check them out, hoppedupnetwork.com. This episode, I hung out with Joe from Goodfellas Merch over in Glendale. I think you might have heard me talk about these guys maybe once or twice. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> they were, they've been the show sponsor um, a few times. Joe is just an awesome guy, creating awesome merchandise, and just a great, great dude. So uh, I've been trying to get him on for a while. He's got a, a busy life uh, as, as could be, but he finally was like, let's do this. So he brought us a homebrew. Uh, we actually sat down in the uh, the game room, I think is what they call it, the label room, in Ren House. And we had a couple of the Ren House beers hung out. So let's tap into Goodfellas Merch. Yeah, so now you have all the food trucks in your event, and then next thing you know, you have these great beers on tap. Yeah. Dude, they do stuff. They do like kombucha. They do. Uh, they even hooked up uh, root beer for like yeah. a kids' party. Yeah, like root beer floats. Yeah, I'm still yet to do that. Uh, what have a root beer float? Yeah, and, really? <laughs> yeah. And I have this beautiful lemon tree in my backyard that I'm trying to make a lemon soda, um, and I want to kind of ferment it just a little bit. Oh, nice. Um, not sure where that will go, but uh, yeah, I haven't done root beer yet. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe. Hi, Matarazzi. Matarazzo. Ah, dude, I was so close. You were very close. It was close enough. <laughs> yes. So uh, we're here. We're at Ren House. We just, uh, yeah. well, I mean, I don't know if I should announce this, but we just had a beer, not Ren House beer. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, no, this is my brother-in-law gave me that. That is liquid, what is that called, Luke? Liquid Road? Easy, like Sunday morning by Liquid Riot. Riot. Yeah, so that's a pretty decent beer. But uh, Joe. Dude, thanks for joining. Absolutely, man. It took me a little while. Like, when we first started talking, I'm like, I do, I'd love to do an episode with you. You're like, no. <laughs> it was pretty quick. You're like, nah. <laughs> I don't know. You're like, I'm, not. I'm like, dude, it's easy. It's, e- it's easy stuff. So, um, man, thanks for, thanks for joining. Absolutely. So, Joe Just is... make, my, uh, make my voice sound real, like, masculine, you know? Real deep. This yeah, is Joe. This is Joe. Joe. <laughs> yeah, I think you already got it, man. <laughs> okay. yeah. So, uh, Joe, who are you and what do you do? So I am the owner of Goodfellas Merch. Uh, originally, we had started here in Central Phoenix, and now we've moved to the West Valley. We're at 51st Avenue in Glendale in downtown Glendale. Yeah. Mainly focused in the last 15 years in punk rock culture, uh, the music industry, doing a lot of tour shirts, a lot of contract work, um, management companies, merch companies, subbing out the work for us to get it printed. We ship it out to the bands on tour. And I would say uh, halfway through last year, 18, we saw a void in craft beer. And the void that I saw was I felt that the community in craft beer was very much like the music industry um, in such ways that someone could hit me with a text at 10 o'clock and I understand it's not like I'm working at 10 o'clock. There was just, we need this. And like, what's your thoughts where a lot of other companies are, you know, like commercial companies are very hard to work with and it's this way and it has to be this Pantone. So I saw that void and I wanted to bridge a gap. We pivoted into craft beer. And, uh, since then it's been huge success for us. Yeah. I love working with the people. I love working with, uh, the breweries, the people, 
um, the brewers themselves, uh, their merch companies, whomever it is that they have affiliated reminds me a lot of the culture that we are coming from. So, yeah, that's cool. And is it, is it, um, is it a lot different than the punk rock scene? And it is, it is the same thing. Really? Yeah, it is. It is so the same thing. And maybe I don't jive with a couple people that are not in that, you know, that don't strike me that way, but for the most of it, 98% of these dudes are just everything I know. Yeah. That's what I know. You know, so the way when Brian Helton wants to hit me with an order and he's just like, I need this and I want it like this and then hit me back real quick. And then he hits you with the answer and he tells you when he needs it. That's just how the music industry worked. Gotcha. And these bands are at the mercy of these printers, um, which sucks really for them because there's so many shitty printers out there that people just don't understand the predicament that they're in. And so when a brewery um, hits you like that, I understand it. Yeah, I, I, I know that they actually do need this product right now. And it's not that a ball was dropped or someone screwed up along the way. It's they need it. Yeah. So it's it's what I know. Yeah. It's been a very easy pivot. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, that, that's really cool. And and uh, the art aspect of it. Right. Because there's so much so much art that goes into I mean, not just I mean, obviously, music is, is art in itself, but just like the the physical, the the physical I don't know what I'm looking for. The visual art, the mm-hmm. visual art of yeah. albums and just the bands and all that kind of stuff. Um, same thing with craft beer, with the beer labels and just like, like right behind you, this wallet, Red House yeah, with right, all these labels. Right, right. Um, so for you as a printer, that's going to be exciting to be like, dude, I can put this shit on a shirt. <laughs> I can't say enough how it's the exact same thing. I mean, they, I recognize um, being a home brewer myself since 2010, I recognize their craft and they recognize my craft and we meet in the middle to create. Uh, it's the same thing. You know, when, when someone comes out with a, a juicy IPA and there's a, a new label that was created, um, hopefully by my boy, Corey Miller. I don't know if you're familiar with oh, him. That yeah. It's epic. Dude, I but love But let's just say, stuff. like, yeah. you know, a label was created. That's the record. Okay. Yeah. And then um, that record needs press uh, to get out. So sure. uh, we use means of, you know, guerrilla advertisement or whatever it may be to produce these on T-shirts and get them out there. People are wearing these. And then that comes in. To the brewery. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Crafts meeting crafts. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. So, um, when did you start the whole the Ooh. whole t-shirt thing? You told me that story. <laughs> it, was, it was a long time ago, right? <laughs> uh, so, the quick story on just Goodfellas in general. Well, oh, just Goodfellas. Yeah, because okay. you, had a, yeah. you owned a, a tattoo shop, right? Yeah, so, okay. coming out of high school in 2000, um, I was already a body piercer. I was uh, had done an apprenticeship at a um, tattoo shop in the West Valley. And things were good. I was happy with body piercing. I, it, it was great. It fit the cult, my culture and I love the people that I was working around, but I, I needed more. So approaching the holidays in 2000, um, in November, we decided to make a push into selling body jewelry. So we opened up this little boutique and we started selling body jewelry. Eventually got permitted to start doing body piercing. Um, I started actively doing body piercing out of there again. Um, I would say, Shortly after, about two years later, uh, 2003, possibly 2004, uh, we started carrying T-shirts, and that was the start of it for your for your brand. Uh, no, not uh-huh. uh, punk rock T-shirts. So oh, we were carrying gotcha. like okay. Johnny Thunders, The Clash, uh, yeah. New York Dolls, uh, Dead Kennedys. Um, so we were carrying all these type of T-shirts um, because that was the crowd that was coming in sure. for these these piercings. Yeah. Um, from there, it started turning into a situation where people were asking for their custom shirts. They're like, Hey dude, I'm in a band. Can you, can you get me some shit? Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I could get you, I could get you some, some stuff, you know, yeah. put together. You and can say shit. We had, <laughs> I can, <laughs> shit. Uh, so we had, I had a, a, a close, uh, family member, um, a, affiliation of my family that was, had a screen printing shop and, uh, my grandfather actually used to work with her and she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to contract some work out to me, you know, let's do it. And at the same time, it was like pieces were falling together. I had a buddy out in LA working for a record label. Um, they said, Hey man, I'm over here and you're doing some t-shirts. Like you want to do a job for me? Cool. And then one thing led to another. He's like, Hey, our mutual friend in Tempe is starting uh, a local band. It's getting, you know, it's really picking up. Um, you should hook up with him again and reconnect and start working on some shirts. And from there, the birth of Goodfellas was started. Yeah. Uh, it was the beginning of the end for body piercing. Um, as interest kind of shifted and then just in the culture itself. Correct. Okay. And then truly, honestly, that is the answer because I was starting to come become less and less impressed with body piercing. It, it started turning into a direction that uh, didn't interest me anymore. And I hate a tattoo artist or a body piercer that is just doing it strictly for the money. And Uh, it's, you know, a, a quick financial resource for them. It's like, no, if you like this, do it. If you don't, don't. Yeah. So I found myself in that rut. And we pivoted into uh, printing. And yeah. from there, we opened up a screen printing shop and started producing just T-shirts. And um, my friend Larry Hall, who owns Shirts and Things, was a huge inspiration to our company. Um, just having tons of T-shirts in the music industry and that culture. I can't say it enough, that punk rock culture of people. And we were selling hair dye. We were selling Chuck Taylors, we were selling, you know, anything and everything we could get. And, um, the shirts just kept picking up and picking up to the point where that's all we did. Where that was a central focus. Like that was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's pretty. So, okay. So I don't, I don't want to interrupt the story, but dude, the smell on it. So what what do we got, Joe? Like, cause Luke was like, all right, I got to crack this open. Cause Joe, Joe brought us a little treat here. Uh, so I've been a home brewer since 2010. Wow. And, um, you've tried my Russian Imperial stout, right? Yes. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that was, that's been on tap at the house for, I don't know, four or five years now and built a nice little specialty grain bill with it. Um, it's a coffee stout. Uh, so I absolutely love that. I have so many, I have four rotating handles at my house that I'm constantly brewing different things. Well, I'm in this zone of creating smash beers, which are single malt, single hop beers. Uh, and I'm choosing German Pilsner as my base malt, and then I'm choosing Mosaic hops. I, I'm a huge Mosaic guy. So okay. I, as yeah. far as IPAs, uh, if you want a late edition or an aroma hop, I'm Mosaic. Yeah. <laughs> I started with uh, Citra hops and then fell in love with Mosaic because Mosaic's basically Citra on steroids. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so what we have here is a 50-50 mix of my um, Juicy IPA and my... Um, New England style IPA kind of mixed together. Uh, we're working a lot on aroma with this one, but trying to balance the crisp note of the mosaic and the IPA and adding in sweetness of the juicy. Dude, I already t- I snuck a sip while you were explaining. <laughs> it's so good, man. So I could, I mean, I'm, I don't know, two, three feet away from where Luke was pouring it and I could smell it. Yeah. And I mean, the best way I could describe that is dank, right? Yeah. Like I was like, I was like, dude, did, Luke, did you drop your stash? Like while you're, 
right? So it's got, Thank it's you. got that Thank aroma. You. Then you're like, you know, yes. I'm almost there with it. Uh, so this specific batch right here was double dry hopped, but in my uh, five gallon carboy um, in my fermenting vessel. I think what I'm going to do differently next time is rack into secondary and then double dry hop in secondary, kind okay. of clean up the hop taste and the, and the profile so they come through crisper. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm almost there with it's it. A great beer, man. Cheers, Cheers buddy. Right? Thanks for bringing this. Yeah, absolutely. So what is so I always I always I always think like juicy and New England are synonymous, right? Um, to- totally. I mean, it's up to the brewery. Yeah. But it, so for you though, like when you're making it, cause you said it's kind of a combo between your juicy and your new England. Yeah. Wh- how do you differentiate those? So basically I allow my new England to, um, and this may be wrong or right, but I'm, I allow my new England to hover the high sixties in the IBU. Okay. So I'll come in with a 60 minute boil, um, as a bittering addition to, um, harder than I would on just like a juicy. Okay. Um, where a juicy, I don't even use a 60 minute. I'll do a 90 minute boil and I'll start my hops at like 30 minutes to create more of a, um, aroma and like a whirlpool hop, late edition hops for all aroma and, and flavor versus gotcha. bitterness. Gotcha. So I'm kind of taking high IBUs, low IBUs and mixing them, but it's basically the same, the same beer. Wow. It, it, it's fantastic. Thank you, man. I was like, I was going to try to say something more eloquent, but <laughs> it's fucking good, man. It's fantastic. It comes in at 6'2". Yeah. So it has, okay. it has a nice ABV. And uh, yeah. When it's all finished, said and done, I'll get you a bottle of it. Awesome, man. Yeah. I look forward to that. and putting that on my calendar for sure. Like, Joe, uh, well, it, I haven't got that yet. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I know I took us off track a little bit, but back to uh, you had the store. T-shirts are just flying off the shelves. Yeah. That's what's so at that point. Because you weren't Goodfellas yet, were you? Uh, no, we were Goodfellas. So, oh, you were, okay. so here is the identity crisis that will never clear up. So we are body soul printing. Um, okay. That originally it was body soul piercing and body soul printing became when we started actually producing the t-shirts in house. We have always been body soul printing and in about 2005 to 2007, everyone just started calling us Goodfellas merch. That wasn't like, Oh really? I'm not a Goodfellas buff. Movie yeah. Buff. Yeah. I, I'm not a huge, like, Italiano guy, like yeah, you know, you like, are Italian, I, I, but totally. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't go around, you know, swinging my fist about it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you do have I, like I, a Puma jumpsuit on now, right now. Though. <laughs> 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 to clarify, he does not. He does not. <laughs> but it's um, it it. it it just came naturally. People they just started calling us Goodfellas and Goodfellas, and um, why? I think just because we were. It was a play on the whole, you know, Matarazzo Italian. Um, at the time, I had a um, an aunt that had a screen printing shop in New Jersey, and we were doing some work out of there. Um, I think the New Jersey, the new ta- the Italian, yeah, uh, just yeah, right. Yeah. So it played a role, and so Goodfellas became a stick, and that that's what it was. And since that day, we purchased the URL and we, we ran as Goodfellas merch and now that's our legal DBA. Okay. But the actual body name, the actual business name is body soul printing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. My wife has asked about that. She's like, what's yeah. this charge on here with body soul printing? Yeah. It's like, what it's is an identity? Crisis, yeah. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it though, man. I, and I love the, I love the Goodfellas too. Um, so, so at this point things are, things are taken off. Um, you weren't, you weren't in where you're at now. No, um, yeah. so uh, downtown Glendale came about in, uh, I would say, 2009. Um, 
with a collaborative effort from a, uh, a close friend of mine who was starting a merch company who had already started a merch company and we've worked hand in hand with each other for already years and, um, building, um, at the time we were calling it our empire of, of merchandise and offering these bands solutions to achieve whatever they needed out of a merch company and what they weren't currently getting out of a merch company. Um, we moved in together. Uh, his business really took off. Uh, we kind of made pivots through our journey together into clothing apparel, back into music, back into clothing apparel, kind of what we needed to make things work. He, uh, moved on to his own location and then we were left in that current location and I'm happy with it. I like the location. I like the area, but honestly, it doesn't matter to me because we're basically an internet based business. Yeah. So. Gotcha. And your facility blew me away. Like when I, when I went in, well, so a backstory of, of Joe and I meeting was, um, I don't even know how we connected online. I think you, I think you were a follower of the show. Yes. And, and I, I I just, I reached out to you. I remember. So I reached out, yeah, I reached out to you and I was just like, bro, let me do some shit for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And and then you just hit me back with like, let's meet. Yeah. It was very simple. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was because I I mean, I've gone through a couple of merch companies just like getting some shirts printed and and never a bad experience. Right. Mm -hmm. I never had like, oh man, that was horrible. But it was never, um, it, it, I mean, first of all, I like the, when I looked at your guys' page and I saw just the, the stuff that you guys do, I'm like, dude, this shit is awesome. Like this is, you know, my wife hates all of the black t-shirts that I own, like a black keys t-shirt. And she's right, like, right, why right. do you always wear them? Like, cause it's awesome. Like, right, look at this right, print. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, but what blew me away was that when I went over to your place and we sat down and you were basically like, dude, what are you looking for? Like, what do you want? Like kind of a, the vision, like, what do you, mm-hmm. what do you want this to be? Like what? And so when I kind of started explaining, I I think I had my, I think I had both logos at that point, but I had the original logo that had like 17 colors in it. Oh, right. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes, but yes. You were, it was which cool. is amazing. Yeah. And I that was that what design. was cool about it is you're like, dude, let's, we can make this work. So mm-hmm. I remember, I think it was Will, uh, uh, your, uh, what's Will's position? Will's our you? general manager. Okay. Um, but yeah. he is definitely head of high end screen print film separations too, okay. as well. So, so um, he made it into, he's like, dude, send it over to Will and he'll, he'll, we'll see what we can do to minimize yes, the colors. Yeah. So Will was like, dude, took me a while to get to this he's like but here it is it's six colors compared to 17 and i looked i'm like well i can't tell the difference that's beautiful man that's awesome so it's pretty much the same thing that's a struggle in itself uh in business i think a lot of people um are up against is you know we've been in business 18 years but finding people that give a shit is is another thing Uh, yeah i think all people are good and i think all people have the good intentions to um do what they uh, do best or try to figure out life at an early age and kind of navigate through art with, you know, naturally some people dip into screen printing and then dip out. Um, but building our company with people that actually give a shit has been, um, the hardest part, but that's the strength of the company is that when you come to us, it's like the resources of, Hey, we'll take care of this guy. And it's not like, this is my job. Let me separate colors. Let me get it to him get it off my plate. It's like, he gives a shit. Yeah. He really truly cares. And yep. I think it shows in the way we produce garments and, and, and separate colors. Yeah, absolutely. And how you even describe like, dude, here's what I want. 
I want that color on this shirt. And you're like, well, you don't want to put that. If you're going to do that, do the discharge print. And yes, like the yeah. way you, you consulted me in that first meeting was just like, dude, this is my guy. Like you're, awesome. you're my guy. Yeah. <laughs> because you can tell me like, and you'll, you'll do the mock-ups and you'll say, Hey, you know, the discharge doesn't really look good on this. I think it was the gray shirt, the dark, dark gray yeah, shirt. Right. And you're yeah. like, and yeah. you were honest about it. You're yeah. like, dude, I don't know how it's going to turn out. Yep. I'm like, you know what? You know, I appreciate you the heads up, but let's roll and let's see. Yeah. Let's see how it looks. I remember still to date that shirt coming out the dryer, and Jan and I were like fingers crossed because um, it really sucks when it goes the opposite way. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't really know. Sure, yeah. uh, especially with blends. That's why we strictly just do um, discharge on 100 percent cotton. But it came out the dryer looking badass. It did. And, yeah, <laughs> it did. And I was just like, fuck yeah, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but, but just the whole the whole experience has been great, man. So, um, and I, and I always share that with as, as many people as I as I can, and, and you care, like you said, dude, that you, it's man. that we care. Do, yeah, yeah. Um, dude, you you brought my shirts delivery, yes. right? Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. That's what Brian Helton said. So when I yeah. when I talked to Brian um, when he got the first order, he's like, dude, I love Joe. He's like, he brought he brought the shit himself. Like yeah. it was so cool to shake <laughs> his hand and yeah, yeah. So um, you know, it's people yeah. like him that is it, it, Brian might as well be the guitar player of whatever band yeah. because that is the guy I'm used to working with. And Bree, uh, Brianna, she yeah. is completely amazing yeah and it's just all over the valley i'm seeing it i mean chuck from oro the dude is just like he's gangster man i mean he just he knows what he wants and he you know he's like hey water base on this one or you know i want to do these blend shirts well you're not going to get the feel you want and then he understands and you kind of work together to create this great product yeah yeah, so it's that blend between the vision of a creative to the uh expertise of you right saying like okay I know, like for me, I think I did some internet research. I'm like, well, based on this website, it's, yeah, you know, right. so I was <laughs> like, I've been doing this for 18 com. years. So yeah. I'll tell you this, this is not going to work, Eric. <laughs> so, uh, so you started expanding you, your, I know we keep jumping around a little bit here, but, uh, but the facility in, in Glendale just, just blew me away. Like when you took me in the back and showed me the, the machine, whatever the, mm-hmm. the, I guess yeah, the so, printing press. Is yeah. So we, we run uh, three automatics, um, two manuals. Uh, basically 10 color automatics, uh, two six color manuals. Uh, we produce about 50,000 prints a month. And I would say 2009 is when we moved into that facility. And I would say about 2013 is when it became real to me that um, you're a screen printer. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're a screen printer, but you're a manufacturer. Yeah. And that's when I had to take a turn in the way I look at things and the way I handle things and the way things get um, funneled through this bottleneck at times that we have in certain areas of the company um, because truly we're manufacturers. So you master the art of screen printing and you start understanding. I don't know if I'll ever master it, but you know you get you get better and better at screen sure. printing. And, and then you have to learn how to become a manufacturer. And so that's the way you're seeing the facility today yeah. is it's, it's a factory. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's like every single piece is just a, a a piece of the whole puzzle, and getting it funneled through is the fun part. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, and I when I was watching the machine, like it was as it's going on the arms and doing the different colors. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I want to take a video of this so bad. Like, yeah, that's somebody's brand. <laughs> so it's <pretty> easy. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you know who was a kid in a candy store? Um, uh, the uh, dudes from uh, Borderlands Public House. Oh, really? I. Um, re- I, I what is it? I uh, really enjoyed having him down. He he came down in uh, Marshall. 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 Uh, no, yeah. uh, no. Uh, is it Mike? Uh, I've oh, never met the other guy. Well, oh my three goodness! Of them. Uh, I'm so sorry. Marshall's super rad. I met Trevor? him at um, 
the uh, brewery. Okay. Uh, who came? Marshall, Trevor, and Matt, I think. Matt. Matt. Okay. Matt. Yeah, I, he, Matt's yeah. one I haven't met. Yeah. Yeah. So he came down and um, it was awesome. We printed their shirts live for them. Oh, nice. He came down and he's like, hey, I need some shirts. I need to get this this you know thing going that I have. And um, could you accommodate? Absolutely, man. Come down. And he had his camera on him and he filmed some stuff. And it, it re- seeing that interaction is what really makes my day because, you know, you see that he was just like, what's happening? So, <laughs> so the ink's going through. I'm like, yeah, so it's like photo emulsion. We're developing it like you would 35 millimeter film, exposing it to light. Yeah. It hardens everywhere that there's no negative, where there's a black. And then where there was black on the screen, it washes away, and that's where the ink. And he's just snapping away, taking pictures. And I'm like, yeah. damn, what we do is art. Yeah. But because you get hooked into that manufacturing side, you forget about. I just yeah. recently, this Saturday, we did um, the four-year anniversary at 8-Bit Brewery. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was epic. Unbelievable. Really? Unbelievable. Because you did the live screen printing there yeah. and just the event itself. and Yeah. And yeah. just watching the people... Um, congregate around the tent and in awe yeah it, it, i'm yeah. pulling the squeegee looking up at people and i'm thinking to myself oh wow this is how this is how it all starts is with a squeegee and a screen and yeah. a board and the shirt on it and you know because at, at the shop we're doing 500 shirts an hour yeah yeah that's crazy man <laughs> well and because you do it so much you you kind of forget about like someone that's watching it for the first time is like, holy totally. shit, this totally. is amazing. And yeah. you're just like, dude, I've yeah. done 14 million of these. <laughs> yeah. it's a but it's still cool, man. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, what is, uh, what's the goal for you guys? Like, what do you, what do you want to, what do you want a good fellas to be? You know, I want good fellas to be a staple for people that want to work with a mom and pop um, locally owned business. Um, not necessarily, we focus a lot on local efforts. Uh, we purchase all of our garments locally, um, as much as possible. And, but you know, just people that want to work with people in interaction and collaborative efforts. And that's, that's the ultimate achievement for good fellas. And, um, I would say we're there. We just want to maintain that stability in the company, um, to where people have a resource to where they could go to and they're not funneled through a tunnel of a bunch of bullshit and people in sales reps and all that type of stuff. And they could just get the, you know, their product. Yeah. Craft beer for me is huge because yeah. I am a home brewer. I love it. You know, why did it take you so long from home brewing to, to jumping into it? You know, honestly, <laughs> it, it's, we, the, the, the shop's been so busy. There's been, um, uh, movement in different areas of the company that um, have allowed me to focus my interests and in other things. Yeah, and uh, that was the first on board. Yeah, you know that's awesome, man. So. And, and like I said, what's so cool is there's so much creativity. And and I mean, as you look on this wall, um, I'm not going to actually give you guys any ideas on the microphones. Joe and I will talk after I turn this off, but I've got some good ideas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, what, what I was saying is the art is uh, on the wall here at Ren House of all their labels in their uh, in the game room here, right to the right of the door when you walk in. My favorite right here, man. The Spellbinder? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. after a couple 3D of those. head fuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. After a couple, you're like, what? Is that the label? Is that just how I'm seeing this? Yeah. But it's just so cool. I mean, it's so cool that, that uh, Preston's wife is the one that does all the all that art i did not know that yeah she does these the only one that she hasn't done is the um uh, i can't remember what it is but it's the uh it's one of the pilsners i think it was a collaboration and it's kind of like a palm tree you know it was it, it was amazing to hear preston talk about a pilsner because yeah um yeah there's just getting away from lager and pilsners was like 
that was my mission in 2010 and to support and craft breweries because it's like, get rid of this crap. Yeah. And it's like, well, is it crap or is it just the way Americans are making it? You sure. Know? And yeah. then, um, last year we went to Oktoberfest in Germany and the only thing they had on tap at Oktoberfest was, uh, a Pilsner. Yeah. German pills. Yeah. And, um, it was amazing. I was going to say that Crisp, had of it. Easy drinking. You drank a lot of them. Oh, <laughs> let's not go that way. <laughs> yes, quite a few. They are too easy drinking <laughs> for sure. But no, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm I, the one that really kind of got me into like, okay, Pilsner's can be really good. Was Helton's? Helton's Pilsner yeah. was, is just fantastic. But now Renhouse is doing the Big Spill Pills, and there's all these breweries that are now putting out these Pilsners and loggers that. Are and you were dead drinking. on the money with uh, Black Canyon. Their lager is really. Uh, that's fantastic as well. Black Which Canyon one? Brewery, they have their. Oh yes, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a good one as right? well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm glad you uh, you drank yeah, that I'm, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, Joe, how can people? Um, is there anything we miss? Is there anything else you want to you want to add to this? Uh, no, you know, uh, it, honestly, the only thing I think I may have left out just through the evolution of Goodfellas is um, setting the bar of standards. And I think our success into uh, craft beer or our success into management companies or fulfillment companies is the fact that the bar has always been set high. Uh, you can never almost make a musician happy. So uh, the, yeah. the outcome of their T-shirt is um, you could suffice. But for the most part, it's how do we make it better? How do yeah. we make it better? So lifting that bar constantly has been the success to our our business. So now moving into different areas of screen printing that are similar to the music industry have that bar is set so high that when people come to us, they go, wait, you do discharge? Wait, you do water base? Wait, you do sim simulated process like you're talking about with your logo? Yeah. Yeah, we do it all. Yeah. So, Well, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because that was something you told me about before about – the challenge of deal of dealing with uh, with musicians in the sense of they're making an order and they're on tour, mm -hmm. right? So you yeah. need to like it's it's you're like Tom Brady trying to get the you know, oh right? man, like, you it, might overthrow uh, them, you know, and, and it's ne it's like you know I don't want to <laughs> make it like it's not my fault, but it really isn't my fault. And when this package doesn't show up in Connecticut, it's because of whatever weather conditions that. UPS occurred, right? Yeah. And now trying to explain to UPS that the band is no longer in Hartford. They're now in New York City. Yeah. You, now you're chasing a package around the country. We had a band, King Tough, um, which I, I don't know how many listeners listen to King Tough, but that is amazing rock and roll. And he traveled. We chased him from, I don't know, probably New Jersey to Spokane, Washington with a package <laughs> that UPS yeah. just kept missing. Yeah. So yeah, the Tom Brady side of it. I wish I was Tom Brady, man. Right. Yeah. Right. A little bit more accurate on those right, passes. Right, right, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that's interesting because that's something that people it's don't, something. you don't think about. Yeah. 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 Uh, so how do, how do people find you? Like a uh, social media website? All yeah. That stuff. So we're on, we're on all platforms. Um, it's good fellas merch, G O O D F E L L A S merch. And, um, uh, email me directly. Mine's Joe at Goodfellas Merch. Our info box um, is always working on customer service. Um, you know, uh, make building mock-ups, building a collection for somebody. Um, but yeah, on all platforms, uh, we're online at GoodfellasMerch.com, Facebook Goodfellas Merch page, Instagram Goodfellas Merch. So, yeah. Dude, reach out to us. Glad we finally did this. Yeah, yeah. I am too. <laughs> Only took about a year and two months right. or so. Yeah, <laughs> we got to it. We got it. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Joe. 
guys thanks so much for listening to the podcast check them out goodfellasmerch.com if you need some stuff done and you want something done very well and for the best price and with the best customer service you i think you just found a winner there goodfellasmerch.com and show some support for the show uh if you want to spread the word tell somebody about it tell a friend about it tell them to listen to the show uh, do a rating or review on iTunes. Share the episode on your social media. Whatever you do, just spread the word. Let's spread the word about Tap That AZ and Arizona Craft Beer. So, always remember, above all else, always remember, stay awesome. Estoy tan enamorado de la negra Tomasa Y cuando se va de casa, triste me pongo Y cuando se va de casa, triste me pongo.